and you get involved. I want to use these, these uh, scriptures in Galatians chapter 6. I want to use this uh, this morning. Uh, seems like some real harsh verses, but it, it can be, you know, as we read the Word of God, it, the things that we think harsh can be so, so good for us. And uh, it, it, uh, it seems like God's going to spank us, but right, he's really saying, I'm, I'm giving you an alternative, but I'm giving you the right way to, to do things. So we're going to read these verses, and we're going to see. Uh, I titled a message, if I was going to preach an evangelistic message today, it'd be, it'd be, don't think God ain't looking. He's looking. He, he, he knows it all. And don't you want to please him? Because he's been so good to you. <clears throat> you know, if you could just do something for your daddy today, us has got daddy's gone and boy, it'd just be good to do something today. And daddy woke up and say, boy, we sure done a good job. And uh, me and Jeff, we don't have that. Uh, we, can, we can do that. And Brother Harris, Brother Halley, I'm sure it's a blessing you. He'd come and son, you sure doing good with all this you got going on. And, and I know how he'd say things. And, and like, man, I don't see how you do it. And I'd hear him. I'd hear him as he would compliment you. And he said, well, we, we'd like to hear that one more time. But we got a heavenly father, amen, that we ought to have to please because he's been good to you. Uh, that old song said he woke me up this morning and he started me on my way. And uh, he's been good to you. And we ought to want to please him in everything that we're doing in life. And so let's read these and let's just see where we're going. Again, if you're visiting today, we want you to know that we are so grateful that you come here and we hope you enjoyed it. It said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Shall he also reap. I still don't have my real glass. I'm doing the best I can. I got these here, but I can't see y'all back down if I put them on. Amen. It says, For he that soweth to the flesh shall reap unto the flesh corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary and well done, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. And as we therefore have opportunity, let us do good, unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Now that last verse right there really, really means something. I mean, it's, it's very important that, that the household of faith, that you take care of one another. And I've seen as our church reached out to the community today. And last night and, and uh, two days before that, we was preparing and we was getting ready and, and we seen people coming in of all, uh, from everywhere, sheriffs from everywhere, uh, officers from everywhere, friends from everywhere was coming in to be a, a part of that service. And how we as a church was, Brother Jason, we were trying to do all that we could to try to do whatever we could to make them as comfortable as we could. And we had about probably 200 more folks than what we could possibly set. I don't know how it finally all worked out, but some kind of way it did. But what we've got to keep in mind is that God, when he redeemed us and he saved us, there we was, and I've got a couple brothers, and I've got a sister and a mother and daddy, and I've got a family. But when we come into being saved, we come into being born again. The Bible talks about, of course, about how we members of one body. Just because someone else goes to another church, they have another faith or whatever, if they believe it's through the blood of Jesus that we're cleansed from all unrighteous. They that call upon the Lord shall be saved. Coming out of desperation, realizing they won't nothing else work. 
The kind of belief that we're talking about, if you visit with us, is like a talk about with a man with the with the wheelbar, and he this man's got a tightrope across the Grand Canyon, and he he said, "How many of y'all folks that I can go out there, you know, maybe 15 feet and turn the wheelbar around and and come back in?" And of course, they clapped for him, and he did a good job. And then second time, he said, "How many of y'all believe I can go twice that?" And they clapped for him, and he did a good job. The last time, he said, "How many of y'all believe I can go 100 feet out on that rope?" over the Grand Canyon, pick this wheelbar up and come back. Of course, they all clap for him. They want to see him do a miraculous thing. Then he asked the question, now who wants to get in the wheelbar? <laughs> see, that's a different kind of faith. That's a different kind of trust. In case when I was saying what the Word of God says, that you would say, well, all I got to do, just believe. The Bible said you got to believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek after him. It ain't a walking down an aisle thing. It's not a getting in a baptistry thing. It's a thing that the life that you now live after you come to Christ Jesus, you live in what he's done. Through the death and through the burial and through the resurrection of his son Jesus. Boy, I tell you what, I almost want to give an invitation right there. I don't know why you'd want to come and you'd want to have everlasting life. In the last few weeks, it's just been real good to hear people call. This guy wanted me to preach a revival service for him yesterday. He was calling. And I, and I tell him what I can do maybe a Thursday and Friday. And then he said, okay, you're in. And then I got to get my phone and I realized I had a wedding rehearsal on that Friday. I said, man, I'm out on a Friday. All I got is Thursday, but, but I want to come. But after we got through, I, I was saying, man, Brother Terry, it's so good. Brother Terry Rose, he come up here and I don't know, he had a bright blue jacket on and red tie come back right here. <laughs> he preached. He had snot hanging out his nose as long as the tie was. We had four or five to get saved. I asked Brother Jason, I said, did we learn anything? I mean, did we cut off our tie? Or what, what's going on? What a blessing. But I was telling him, I said, Brother Terry, it don't seem like we can get together down here. But ain't it good, Brother Terry, that a hundred years from now, because ain't no way I'm going to live 159. You ought to say hallelujah, but anyway. <laughs> ain't no way. But I said, a hundred years from now, man, we're going to be together all the time. Carl, a thousand years from now, we're going to be together all the time. Daryl, a million years from now, we're going to be together all the time. How do you know that? Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him wouldn't have perished but have everlasting life. Man, I like to go to a revival. I like happy times. Lord, I like it when folks is shouting. I like when folks is dancing. I, I like it when folks is running. I can't imagine how it's going to be to walk up one day to have God to look down at me in my low down flesh that I have. But only because at 27 years old, in and of myself, I ain't no better. But the cross of Calvary is speaking for me today. The blood of Jesus is speaking to me today. An empty tomb is shouting for me today. Amen. Because we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And we're going to live forever. Forever. 
Just like we sitting right here, I'm on no Johnny Wayne, I'm on no Dustin, man, what, what's going on? As they following the king and how God's gonna look down just because of your grace and mercy has brought me through. He's gonna look down because with a childlike faith, you trusted him as your Lord and Savior. And he reaches down and he said, well done, my good and my faithful servant. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. I know you've heard it a lot of times, but listen to it. You believe in God. Let not your heart be troubled. Whatever, whatever burden you got today, look here, I come to lift it off of you. You believe in God, believe also in me. He said in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now that's good. That's good he got them there. But I know where a lot of mansions are, but I probably won't never get to go in them. Amen. I've gone to prepare them for you. And if I go, I'm going to come again and I'm going to receive you under myself that there where I am. Are you hearing it for the first time? Jesus is speaking said, there where I am. There where I live in the presence of glory. Look, that's worth more than all the houses and all the mansions and all the money and all the banks and all the glory. He said, there where I am. Don't you want to be where he's at? I mean, can you even fathom that in your mind? Can you even give mine? I'm talking about if you're here this morning, you think you're so saved, you can swing over hell with a rotten corn stalk, shooting the devil in the mouth with a water pistol, saying, amazing grace. I know how saved you are. <laughs> but can you fathom in your mind this morning that you're going to be where he is, where Jesus is? He's saying these words to you, where Jesus, you're going to be where Jesus is. <laughs> Bible said, he that endureth to the end. Don't it, Brother Darrell? It ain't that to start it out. By the fact, the Bible said, I tell you what, that work that I began, if you got started, he's doing the finishing. He said, that work that I began, I'll finish it in you. It ain't gonna weaken. It's gonna grow. So we gotta wake up every morning. We gotta believe where he said, in my father's house at many mansions, where not so would have told you. I would have I would have wrote it in there for you. I'm letting you know that that's the way it's going to be. Yep. <laughs> he said, I go to prepare a place for you. Ain't you special this morning? Yeah. I mean, don't you feel special? You got Jesus Christ for your contract. <laughs> what kind of punch list you think you're going to have? <laughs> huh? I mean, you go to build a house, somebody, they say, everything's fine. We, we just found a couple of things. I said, well, praise God, we did 500 things, 5 million things on that house probably just, I mean, come on, you ain't got but a couple of things. We ain't gonna have no complaint when we will walk up to glory. He got that mansion prepared for us. He said, I done gone to prepare a mansion for you. And if I go to prepare that mansion for you, he said, I'm gonna come again. He's coming back. That same, he said, why are you standing there gazing? He said, that same one that went up and it's gonna come in that same like manner, he's coming back one day. He's coming back for his bride. He's coming back for his groom. Look there, he's coming back to get you. Some of us already got some loved ones over there. <laughs> Ain't that something? They over there waiting. Scripture show us, it shows us that seeing that we can pass about with such a great a cloud of witnesses. Those that's gone on, that's looking down, looking down on us, 
waiting on us to come. Boy, I love that song Ray says, oh, I want to see him. Do you want to see him? Oh, I want to see him. I, oh, I want to look upon his face. There to sing forever. I don't know if I like all that singing. You better not go to heaven. <laughs> Woo. You better not go to heaven. Sister Janine, you're going to be able to re raise your hands in glory. Look here, if you don't ever want to put them down, you ain't got to put them down. Look here. I'm talking about where the redeemed of the Lord's going to be there. We're going to praise. We're going to worship the king. Over in Isaiah chapter 6, said in the year King Uzziah died, I seen the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temples and all the seraphims was flying around and they were saying, holy, holy, holy. Don't you want to go there? It ain't but one other place. Amen. It was never prepared for you. It, was, it wasn't prepared for you. We're not going to stay on it very long. You don't have to because it's going to cut you to your bone when I say it. I mean, no many people talk about it anymore. People are ever learning, but they never come to truth. And the truth is, if you turn down Jesus, you've got hell coming. Ever learning. Go on and tell them the truth. Tell them there's some fire there. Tell them it's with a worm. Oh, Brother Eddie, to see there? You done got off on sun. Ever learning. Tell them the truth. Yeah. You won't never burn up. You're just going to burn forever and ever. Oh, Brother Eddie, teach us something this morning. I'm telling you the truth. Amen. Appreciate that word. You don't need to learn nothing else. You need to know what the Bible says about if you turn down Jesus, what it is. It was never prepared for Larry Fitz. It wasn't prepared for Eddie Martin. It wasn't prepared for Brother Leon King. It wasn't prepared for Brother Gerald. It was only prepared for the devil and his angels. For those that went against what God had set up, that those that would go, he said, he'll say to them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. How much work you could have done? You know how many cousins you got that you can reach to Jesus that I won't never get to speak to? That they wouldn't listen to me. Do you know if this morning God saved your soul and he filled you with the Holy Ghost? You know you got some brothers, you got some sisters, you may have a mama, you may have a daddy. And I know you want to put that responsibility on somebody else. But if you'll let your light so shine that others can see God's good work in you. I tell you what, I believe this morning that they're going to be like a Zacchaeus. They're going to climb a tree somewhere down the line. Come on and preach. All you preach. It may be at your funeral, but you've got some folks you can reach I can't. But I tell you what, you'll bring them here and you'll let me know what you got going on. I'll help you love on them. Amen. I told some folks yesterday, boy, they just didn't know. I said, well, what I try to do, they said, we appreciate what all y'all have done. I'm talking about folks was working around here sweating. It was hot. My word, brother. Brother Billy Wayne was outside that door. It was 589 degrees out there. Brother Jerry Oliver, they didn't ever get to shut the door. You, you go stand out there when you get out of church when that sun goes to be right there on that door. It was hot, man. The Bible said I'd rather be a gatekeeper. Come on. I'd rather just stand at the door and say, we're we glad you're here this morning. I'd rather be a gatekeeper, the Bible said, in the house of the Lord than dwell with the wicked. The wicked don't have anything for you. All they have is vanity. King Solomon had it all. And after he got it all, he said, it's vanity. Right. He said, I would just count it all horse manure that I can know Christ. Elvis Presley said before he died, the sweetest time they ever spent is when he had them gospel singers around him and they were singing on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. 
Heaven's real. It's sweet. Eyes ain't seen, ears never heard, neither has the inner heart of man what God has prepared for those that love him. It's sweet. It's going to last forever and ever and ever and ever. If you can get your family to get saved, you worry about just a few years. You may have somebody that you've lost right here. Brother Jeff, you and Sister Jennifer are in better shape than what a lost person is with a lost family. That's right. Amen. They don't have their mother. They don't, one of them don't have the mother. The other don't have their daddy. Just in the last two months, it seemed like that's happened. But let me tell you something. The Bible said this world life that we're living in is just a vapor. Right. It's just a vapor. It's just a puff of smoke. Seemed like no time, man, I was in high school. Seemed like no time I was starting to build houses. Seemed like no time, Bill, we was digging a foot and we were setting a sign. The hardest thing we did in the rain was go down there and set a sign, future home of Christ Church. I said, oh man, this is going to be embarrassing if it don't ever happen. <laughs> Seemed like no time. That 14 years done gone. You'll wake up another 14 years going to go. My word, I told some young people yesterday, I, I remember they laughed. I, I remember seeing somebody 40 years old. I saw oh, they got gone. I mean, they got one foot in the grave, nothing on the nine of I mean, they out of here. <laughs> My word, life is short. Life is so short. You don't know if you're going to wake up in the morning. You, you don't know if your loved one's going. You don't know. You got somebody you want to tell you love them. You better hurry. You want to tell somebody you appreciate them. You better hurry. You want to go do something for Christ, you better hurry. Why? Because life is short. But thank God when we get to heaven, my word, we're going to live on and on and on. I wish I could sing that song about that old man. Wouldn't nobody let him sing in the choir, Dave. He didn't, I guess he couldn't sing that good. He, wouldn't nobody let him sing in the choir. They, he wouldn't get never nominated to sing in the choir. Man, he done got up there in glory. And it was just a song of story. But anyway, they heard, they heard out of the rafters. Seemed like about this old man. He was singing. Somebody said, is that him? He said, oh yeah, it's me. I done found me a choir that let me sing. Now I'm singing in the choir. I, I can sing just as high as you can. And sometimes I can get a little higher. Look here, I'm talking about in heaven, God's going to make everything right. He's going to wipe every tear from your eyes. He's going to put the peace of glory in your soul. I'm talking about heaven. It's a sweet, sweet place to be. You may be here today 14 years old and you think, well, my word, I got plenty of time. I'm going to tell you something. One of the saddest funerals I ever, I ever did was a little baby. Wasn't much bigger than my hand. Was put in a glass jar. The other man was a preacher. And he was standing there holding. And he looked over at him and said, Brother Ed, I can't do it. Tears just streaming out of his eyes. The granddaddy of the little baby. He said, I can't do it, Brother Eddie. Can you help me? Just, I mean, I just, you ought to heard how I had to say that through all the tears. Look at, can you help me, Brother Eddie? Can you help me a little bit? I, and I grabbed that, that seemed like gallon jug that we would put stew or soup in with a lid on it. Down in that hole and I went to weeping. Brother Eddie, I can't say nothing. I, you got to help me. I went right back to that same scripture. 
Ah, where the Lord is my shepherd. Right. God. I shall not want. He making me lie down in green pastures. I, he leadeth me beside the still waters. And when David got through, he said, surely goodness and mercy. Right. And I want to tell everybody in this place today, you may not recognize it yet, but it's God's grace and it's God's mercy has done followed you all the days of your life. Man, I think about scripture. How he'll make the crooked places straight. How many wrecks you done had. How many paths you done been on. He leadeth me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. He needed to keep you around here. It's his desire that no one perish, that everybody come to repentance. He wants you to be a light to your community. He wants you to be a light to your family that you're living in. He wants you to be the one to go to him and say, can I tell you about my Jesus in this place called heaven that you and I can live forever? Heaven is a great place. Hell is a horrible place. Bible said there's going to be wailing. Oh, I got plenty of time. That's what everybody says. I got plenty of time. I don't have to make no decision today. Brother Eddie, we come from a sweet message. My word, I've been talking about heaven. How good it is. I don't know how sweet it could be. Have you got so religious in your spirit that you don't care about nobody that's going to die and go to hell? Are you not concerned that the Bible says that every day that hell's enlarging itself? They had rooms on. I wonder why. I wonder why. Because the church has done what to sleep. Just like in anything else, just like you getting that brand new job and how much you just appreciated. And I'm talking about, I, I tell you what, I got it made from where I used to. Man, I appreciate preaching. I built houses before I preached. I laid brick before I preached. In the wintertime, you got to lay brick. If you're a bricklayer, you got to lay brick in the wintertime just like in the summertime. First thing you're going to do, you're going to fall off in that ditch. You got to get that ice picked out of that ditch. You got to get that mud out of there. You got to get it clean. Throw sand down there and you scoop it around. Try to get the foundation just as clean as you can. And then you fall off in there, but then you don't got your socks wet. And then you go all day with your feet wet and cold. Summertime, you're building houses. You got to get up there and lay that felt and you get galled every day. And th you go home every day and you, you get you a box fan. You sit up at the end of your bed and throw some corn, corn starch between the legs and hope you'll be dried up in the morning. You won't be galled anymore. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I thank God where you done brought me to. Man, I'm standing in the air conditioning building preaching. Amen. But I come tell you, you've been blessed too. Amen. Every one of you been blessed. Man, I was cutting grass last night, more dust and grass at the end. And I think about this, Brother Harris, how you used to ride them tractors. And all that dust was going right out there, beating on your head. Old sun just bearing down. Had that old farm all, you can pull that throttle down. I walked work for Robert Campbell. Boy, I thought I was doing something. You hear me? Boy, you pull that thing, that smoke go look here. I'm in the big times. BJ, you know what I'm talking about. Just sitting out there in the sun. Now the Lord then gave us some air-conditioned calves. Stress is enough to kill you. Look at Lord said, I, I done put enough stress on you to kill you. Look at I'm going to put a shade over your head. And I'll come to tell you, it's from everybody in this building. God done bless you. Surely, goodness and mercy. Surely. Surely, goodness and mercy. Man, we don't know how blessed we are. That's right, preacher. We don't know how blessed we are. We forget how blessed we are. 
We don't know where God done brought us to. <laughs> oh, we'll complain. Oh, we'll complain. But I love that song said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and when I think of what he's done for me, my soul wants to shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. God wants to save you. Oh, yeah. He wants to save you today. I come to tell you the truth. You turn on your TVs and you listen to all the preachers. They won't tell you where you're going if you don't trust him. You're going to hell. Amen. He never planned. It was his will that none perish. That's right. You say, how would God? God didn't do that. That's right. Man, that'd be like you pulling out in front of a car on purpose out here and saying, what God do this to me for? That'd be like you going home and starving to death when your wife didn't fix you a plate. I, we was cooking the other night, me and Brother Johnny and Sister Tank here at the church. We was cooking for three families and Big Daddy just happened to be one. I said, well, we got to fix Big Daddy something. Boy, if this ain't a picture of being blessed. I'm talking about, I, I said, if this ain't a picture of being blessed. My word, I walked in there and Big Daddy's all laying back in his recliner. God done blessed him. It's plain to see. <laughs> I'm talking about, I said, Big Daddy, I'm going to fix you a plate. And I got him some baked beans and, and some potatoes and some peas and some corn and some salmon and some, some a barbecue bologna and a couple of biscuits. He laying back, Carl, so flat, I just laid it on him. Man, he, I said, you're going to spill it now if you don't let me help you. You're going you're gonna to spill it. Let me get it situated for you. And when I left, he had some kind of ginger ale. And he had that food laying right up on him. Laying back in the recliner. I'm telling you, that's the way we are, Brother Mark. Man, you done drove up today on your Harley. He come in and let us know, look here, y'all, I ain't been drinking yet. <laughs> my eyes is red, but they ain't drinking. I done rode my motorcycle to church. Look here, we done so blessed. We got not one commode in a house. Sometimes we got two or three. We ain't got one car. We could drive to church. We could drive four or five. I tell you, God is good this morning. <laughs> but after I talk all that, Boy, today he redeemed my soul, outrun a Cadillac. It, it, ain't, it doesn't outrun a Porsche. It doesn't outrun a Jaguar. The day he saved my soul, let me tell you something, I'd have been happy if I'd have had a bicycle ride home that night. It didn't make no difference. When I was a little boy, all I had, I, I'd kick it around. My, my, my paddle was stripped out on the right side. <laughs> I'd try everything by my mechanical mind. I'd put some black tape around it. It would tighten it up for a little while. Dummy me should have known that hot weather, it ain't going to last long. But boy, it sure felt good for kicking it a while, both paddles. But after a while, I seen that paddle was coming off and I'd have to stop and I'd get it and I'd put it in my back pocket, Brother William. <laughs> boy, I'd hit that left side hard, BJ, and I'd pull that other around. I'd hit that other hard and I'd pull it around. I'll tell you what, when I got saved, I told him the other night, we got to go back to our first love. When I first got saved, I didn't care who the president was. I didn't care if I was Democrat or Republican. I didn't care where I was going to go to school. I didn't care where I was going to go to church. I didn't care what Sunday school class I was in. I I'm just glad to be saved. Amen. God. God said, surely, goodness and mercy. David said, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. God's going to do that. The Bible said it rains on the just and on just. 
You're in here lost. And you say, man, I, you don't know how lost I am. I'm going to tell you what God died for you just like he did for Billy Graham. He died for you just like he did for somebody committed a murder last night out of this world. You get yourself so saved, so sanctified, you forget where God done brought you from. Just like being in a job, you forget how good God done been to you. And you sit in here and you look at me like a cave looking in the new gate. I'm telling you, you need to go back. Bible says he took you out of that horrible pit. The Bible says because of your sin, you already did. Because of your unbelief, you already did. You already did. This morning when you walk out that door, said I ain't doing it. Well, you dead. You already did. Going by the funeral home, I'm sure they got one of them one eight hundred numbers. <laughs> so I come by to pick out me a casket, cause I'm dead. The man said I'm dead. I done looked at it in the word. I'm dead. And I come out here pick my casket. I'm having a funeral tomorrow. <laughs> you just stand there looking. Y'all come on in. Well, we heard you's dead. Said I am dead. I've, I've rejected Christ. I've rejected life. I've rejected life. So look, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said I come. I come that you may have life and have it more abundant. You ain't no life until you come to Jesus. You ain't no living. Brother Charles tells me all the time, what would we do without Christ? We'd be like a ship that ain't got a sail. Ain't, it, ain't that the way it is? Ain't that the way it is being lost? Ain't that the way it is just being lost? Huh? In case y'all get out of here, I want to make sure I shake hand. I love you. In case y'all get out of here, y'all was here last Sunday. I will shake hand and tell you I love you. Wow. God's good. God's good. Glad you came today. My word. God's good. You know what he saved you for? Go get somebody. Be a light. You don't understand how beat up. I don't make no difference. It don't make no difference. Man, he, he saved you to be a light. He didn't save you that you would just be up under a bushel somewhere. That you would hide. Nobody would see you. He said, no, but I saved it. That you would be a beacon for folks to see. So let me try. I appreciate I got 10 folks to go tell me where them glasses was. So let me try, try to tell you before, before I get into scripture. Hell's going to last just as long. Young folks, listen. I used to remember a time when somebody in high school had a car wreck and died. I did the same thing. I did the same thing in my daddy's truck y'all did. I'd go out on one of these old country roads where they got that rock and got more asphalt and rock and more tar. And son, I'd just hold that brake and spin them tires, boy, make them smoke. <laughs> boy, we sit there and we look at our kids, look here. Y'all go home and tell them, said, Brother Eddie don't know nothing about me. Just because Brother Eddie said I did that don't mean I did that. We look at our children and say, what was you thinking? But in most times, the children say, thinking the same thing you were thinking when I was away. Let me just say this because we've got time. I driving a church van and little Joe was back there and his hand back there was a girl behind his hand back there, you know. Nah, I'm sure he was just, I'm sure she had a Tootsie Roll she was wanting to hold her hand. But, but I don't know, but I, I said, Joe, get your hand back around where it, boy. He said, Brother Eddie, I ain't doing nothing. I said, Joe, I ain't always been 35. I've been 14. 
But man, when I think about my young years and how the Lord. Let's take a little edge off right here. Look here. Did y'all hear that country song about thank you, Lord, for unanswered prayers? Oh, yeah. That means these old folks go to these class reunions and that girl they thought was, was so pretty. Man, I'm pleading with you, they don't go to hell. That laughter I'm hearing, look, everybody ain't gonna laugh. We got some folks around here, so they so sanctified, they wouldn't smile at me today for nothing. I'm talking about I could tell the funniest joke they wouldn't die. I mean, they ain't going to do it. They ain't going to lift their hands, Janine. They ain't going to, I ain't like that. I'll tell you one thing. If you realize one day with everything in you, on. that one day you was in a horrible pit. You was in some miry clay. The Bible said that his, your sin stinks in his nostrils. Brother Tim was teaching me that that, that, Myra clay is where they would imprison people in a hole and they would feed them in the hole and it was like a rabbit's wire. And then, and then when they pooped, it went through the hole. That's what he wants to come get you out of. King Solomon said it was all just dung and poop in a hole. I remember seeing that Mr. Mom. Y'all got all day with me. I feel good in here. Y'all remember seeing Mr. Mom, the guy that he's going to stay home, keep the kids, and wife going to go to work and head the little babies, and, 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 and the baby had pooped in a diaper, and, and, a, and he had a clothespin on his nose. And then he had a yardstick with that diaper on it. Bill, it's something else. Now, I, I mean, it, it, my word, I, I love that Josie K. I love her. I, I'm sure her poop's going to smell better than any other poop in the world. But I sure try to escape that all I can. Somebody say about a poopy diaper, all of a sudden I got somewhere to go. I'll be right back. Look here, y'all take care of that baby. I'm going to be right back. But look here, ain't it something that the Lord, that the Lord, I was thinking about youth and what to do with youth. I remember Elrod, Charles, your oldest boy. Next one, Thomas. Man, he used to get them youth over there and it was something about a diaper. We got to find out what that was. Man, them youth had to do something about that diaper. I, I don't know, but man, it was yucky, wasn't it? Huh? It was chocolate pudding, yeah. But, yeah, and, and eating it out of the diaper. You know, you just get to imagine that in your mind, eating chocolate pudding out of a diaper. God just come off in that. He just come off. He rescued the bus. song we love, Bill said. He rescued me. He just come off there and rescued me. Lord, I remember them youth. We, he'd have them in the apples in that thing. And my word, they, there'd be another coming. Use with me when you be, honey. You're going to be with me again, too. We're going back to work. We're going back to work, man. Look here. Jeff, you're going to be in there, too. Look here. My word, they, they was coming. And they would get off for a bobbing from apples. You know, the head's got to go on the water. And man, you know how it is when you get about half string on that snot, come down, every time my snot again. It's going in that water. And here's that other person ready and they dive and I'm like, oh no, I, I can't believe. I, I want to just tell you, I don't think you need to be bobbing no apples behind you. If you're going to buy from apples, go first. But ain't it something that God, he come off 
And what God's wanting to let us know is, Brother Mark, the most horrible thing you can think of in life, the most horrible thing, and I'm going to try to close. That don't mean nothing, but I'm trying. Listen, the most horrible thing you can think of in life, that's what he walked off in to get you. Oh, yeah. And I tell you what, we need to praise him and we need to thank him and we need to, all our loved ones. We need to realize how hot hell is and how long it's going to last. I'm going to tell you something. As individuals, we need to do everything we can keep them out of that horrible place. Let me read this. Let me read this right here and go on. Y'all been mighty sweet to me. The spirit's been mighty fine in here today. So he said, be not deceived. God's not mocked. Don't, don't, don't be swindled. Don't let somebody tell you, well, now, I, well, now, you know, God's a merciful God. It don't matter. Yeah, it matters. Oh, it hurts him. Kelly used to sing the song. I, I wonder if he still feels the nails every time I fail him. Sin hurts God. He looked up on his own son who bore the world's weight of sin. He was saying, my God, my God, my father, my father. Why has that forsaken me? He said, because I'm going to love every one of the folks that come to church. Whatever today is in September 2017. That's why. The father said to the son, that's why. Because I love you so much. Be not deceived. Don't be swindled. Don't be swindled to think it don't matter no more. I done done my time. Well, what if he cuts mercy off today? And that preaches, don't it, Jeff? What if the grace knob just turned off today? What if God's goodness just turns off today? What if the sun don't never shine on you no more? What if the daylight sun don't come up in the morning? Every good and perfect gift that comes from the Lord. What if that air you're breathing in the morning when you wake up, it ain't there? These people that wear these Oxygen, what you call them, CPAPs or whatever. They tell me when the electricity goes off because, see, it's running. And when the electricity goes off, to do this, not call names, but they said it just <laughs> gets your breath. All of a sudden, it's cut off. You dependent on it. And it's cut off. It said, be not deceived as we close. God is not mocked. He's not deceived. For whatsoever man soweth, that so shall he also reap. I could go to another scripture this morning that said if you sow sparingly, if you sow sparingly means I'm just going to do just enough to get by. Wow. Jeff, you know any of them? I don't want to be involved in the church. Just stamp me done. I don't want to be involved. I ain't got my hands to the plow when the Bible said after a man has put his hands to the plow for Christ, looking back, he's not fit for the kingdom of heaven. Right. Scripture will teach you after the salt, if you could have been saved and you're not, you're not vigorous about God anymore, you're not, you're not just letting me at it anymore. The Bible says salt, when it's lost its savor, Brother Darrell, country talk now, it said it ain't good for nothing but to be thrown out the back door and to be trampled on. Man, let me tell you something. You wasn't nothing when God saved you. 
I wasn't nothing when God saved me. I ain't nothing now but other than the grace of God. I'm getting in on his goodness. And I'm going to tell you something, you sanctified rascal, you, you getting on his goodness too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the Bible will teach us if you sow sparingly. That's why he said you better go back. You better head back to home plate. You better head back where you started. It said, be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. You better go back and get filled. Hold on, Brother Eddie. I got me in. All right, then you're supposed to have a Holy Ghost to send you back to home plate. You don't have no problem eating when church turns out today. Huh? Hello. This morning when you come, you said, I ain't eating much now. I'm on a diet. Pulling them windows down there, you're going to say, just give me a triple. <laughs> Biggest size, everything. Boy, when it comes to God, we don't want to change our mind. We're just steady, falling away. Falling away. God's got two options. He can kill you. That way you get to go to glory. Yeah. Or he can chastise you. Yep. That way your tail gets red. Amen. And you come running back so I've learned my lesson. That's two options. He said if you sow sparingly, Brother Jason going to come start the invitation. Look, if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. He said, but if you sow bountifully, huh? I see uh, Brother Harris, y'all would go out and, and you have your little knife, wouldn't you? And you would be picking in the dirt. You call somebody and say, we got a problem. That planter, tell him to stop it. It's skipping rolls. Third planter from that left side ain't even planting nothing. There's two more on the right side. Them things, 18, how wide are they? 24, I don't know. How many rows can you plant? 24 rows at a time. Man, that thing get out of kilter. You see how many seeds? You see what kind of problem you're going to run into? You're going to go out there to gather a crop. <laughs> no, you're going to wait for the crop, ain't you? A few days you're going to go out there and all of a sudden, man, about every, about every fourth row ain't planted. You got a half a crop. Eighth row ain't planted. Twelfth row ain't planted. Every other row ain't planted. You know what you're going to do? You're going to replant. You're going to be forced to replant. Do you need replant? Do you need replant? Is something you need to come and just do? It's like, you know, I, I just wanna, I just wanna come and just say, I, I'm telling you, I'm in. I ain't out. I'm in. Thank Brother Jeff the other day. He said, I don't know if you gonna need me. I don't know what you need me for. Sure was encouraged. I don't know what you need me for. I don't know if you need me one time. I don't know if you need me 10 times. I don't know if you need me for a week for something. I don't know if you need me for a month or something. I don't know what you need. But I'm in. Are you in for Jesus? Whether you're going to another church, whether you fellowship in another church, I want to say that when you go back there, you go back and say, I'm in. I'm in on this kingdom thing. Look here, I ain't, I ain't where I can go out here and witness yet. I, but man, let me start and let me get in some class. Let me get somewhere. Today, if you need to come to God, if you just need to come, maybe you're saved here, you just need to come to God and say, man, this is, where, this is where I need to be. Not meaning in this church, not meaning to join the church. If you want to, we glad to have you. But you just might need to do that. Will you stand to your feet? I'm going to give you an opportunity. If you've got anything you need to do with God, you just come on. Anything.